Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Over the holidays and into the new year, we'll still be publishing new shows to keep you up to speed with the NFL playoff race, the NBA, and award season. We've published some great episodes in the month of December, including two rewatchables on Happy Gilmore and The Godfather Part 2. Chris interviewed Watchmen showrunner Damon Lindelof on The Watch, and The Ringer NBA show ranked the top 25 players of the 2019-2020 season so far. Lastly, happy holidays from The Ringer. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Joining me now, heel producer Jim Cunningham, working the board from New York. What's happening, Jim? Everything good? Everything's great, Sal. New York is beautiful. Happy holidays. I think you're doing better weather-wise than here in L.A. It's pouring. supposed to pour all week long, only mid-50s. Not good. I have the family in from Milwaukee. They're not pleased at all. But we are recording this early monday this is the earliest we've ever recorded an episode of against all odds uh we're coming off week 16 cowboys loss is fresh in our minds parley kid and i are going to talk about that the playoff possibilities fresh in our minds right in the front of our head so we're doing this now also jim said f you guys i'm not working christmas eve so we're doing this on monday uh <laughs> what are you like meeting up with like a 20 year old makeup artist and schenectady or something 19 what, what? 19 19 she 19? Years old wow. in Westchester. Yeah. I always give you the benefit She'll be 19 of the doubt. next year. Learn. Whatever. It's all good. Yeah. All right. We're going to make this a quick one. Get right to it. I want to introduce my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta. Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, I figure we'll knock this out quick. There's a million games, NFL games, and a lot of them have playoff implications, but not really. There's really just one. It's Seattle, San Francisco. We'll get to it. We're going to do the college uh, semifinal games, LSU, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. You guys are going to give best bets. We'll take a trip on Captain Morgan's Riverboat Casino really quick. But uh, Parlay Kid, let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's just get it over with. Terrible underachievers, better yeah. team went out there, got smacked around. We're down 10 nothing, but still in the game. The fact that the Eagles missed a field goal, we were 10-6. We just need to score a touchdown, really. Yeah. That would have helped. That would have done it. Uh, Dak looked injured at times. He, he overthrew Gallup many, many times. Just needed one of those to connect. Uh, his, his passes over the middle were good. Zeke couldn't get anything going on the ground. Defensively, you know, we're giving up big plays to – Guys like what Goddard and, and uh, I, I don't even know the Ward. freaking Eagles receivers yeah, yeah. anymore, but but it's disgusting. What was your take on the game? Jason Garrett's got to be gone, right? So that's the one good thing, right? That's the one good thing. I, I don't think it would have hurt anybody to have sent him packing by now, right? So I think mm-hmm. South down 10-6. They come out of that halftime. They have a nice drive. Uh, Zeke on a first down run uh, inside the Cowboys, like own uh, inside the Eagles, like own 35 at least. Uh, picks up eight or nine yards, takes himself out of the game. Cowboys run another play to Pollard. It's it's now third and one. Uh, Zeke is somehow not back in the game at this point. Yeah, um, he t- took himself out, uh, and I don't know why on a third and one play you're not putting Zeke in. Uh, then. Mysteriously, they run an option play to the short side of the field uh, to Pollard, and in, in which he 
uh, fumbles the ball, and uh, right there, uh, you know, I we both thought probably, I'm sure if the Cowboys go up 13-10 on that drive, that things would have looked good. That make make the Eagles kind of play from a little comeback ball. Didn't work, but they get the ball back, and then on about a, a third and 12 play, uh, Dak misses a wide open Cooper yeah. um, on that next play, and uh, they don't uh, they have to punt, and then uh, the Eagles come down and score, and it's a 17 to six game, and um, we I, I thought it was over at that point. I didn't think they were going to win uh, once that happened, and uh, it's it's unbelievable. It's just more of the same old, same old, and things yep. never change. It's unbelievable, unbelievable, very disappointing. Because the Eagles, even even yesterday in that game, Ertz went out, Fletcher Cox went out. Their best players were going out of that game. And the Cowboys, and we've said this for years, they never take advantage of the other team's weaknesses. Fourth string cornerback cor- in the game? Yeah, why yeah. throw at that guy, right? Why throw at him? Why throw <laughs> at the fourth string corner? Like, this is the stuff the Cowboys, you know, they do. They that it's It just, uh, it's, uh, what can you say, Sal? We've seen it. No, uh, we could keep talking about it. Something needs to happen. It's disgusting. I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. And look, well, I don't want you to have a Christmas be... stroke here, Parlay Kids. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll well, cut you off. But no, no, you're right. Thank you. there, yeah, just let uh, me honestly, stop talking. There's something to be said though for being like a Browns fan and like they're they're experiencing it now. You had a bad team. You were worse than every team. You were expected to lose every game. Now you have the talent, and you're supposed to beat these teams, and you're not. It's a, it's a different kind of uh it, it just you're uh, you're overwhelmed by having to lose every game that you're supposed to win it's it's uh it's not good it's a different way to root for a team and it's got it starts with Jason Garrett i think it ends with him I'll, I'll give the eagles defense credit they came to play they smacked us in the mouth a few times we got to we got to kind of like pumped up about pollard with triple digits against the rams rushing yeah. and like oh that's just going to happen doesn't matter dax injury whatever but they came to play and they they deserve to win it. We certainly didn't deserve to win the game. You have final thoughts on this, Paul? I get no, and I think it does start. You know, and I actually like Jerry Jones, Sal. I think he's a nice man, and um, yeah. but he is too loyal to some people. I mean, look at look at even Witten running around in that football field, Sal. Honestly, uh, you know, he he's an old man, and it's a it's a I mean, young, he dropped fast the ball right to him. So oh, it's a young, right to right. him early. Early yeah. on, it was drops. Later on, it was overthrows. It was, it was just disgusting to look at. It, yeah, and uh, to see, and I've, I tweeted it out on that on that final play, that mm. fourth and eight play, you had Gallup, Witten, Jarwin, Tavon Austin as your four receivers in that play, right. and your only option was basically like a jump ball to Gallup. And th- don't, don't we miss Dez for that? Like, we Cowboys haven't had a receiver go up and get a ball since Dez left. You know, like yep. it's never, you know, never happens. Just never happens, and I can't believe that's what it came down to. And just uh, look, they still have a chance. Isn't that crazy? And the amount of time we're talking about basically a terrible NFC East is unbelievable. Right, well, that's like, the thing. Whoa, and, and you're well, right. Sal, and, Sal, when you and, say when you say final thoughts for Darren, he says no, <laughs> and then starts talking for another three or four minutes. Or you say we're gonna have a quick podcast, and then let's go to Darren for the Cowboys. All right, Either no, or. I do. Listen, Parlay Kid, I'm not even gonna put us through that because, like I said, we could go over. Oh, Cowboys against Redskins, <clears throat> uh, Eagles against uh, Giants. I'm not gonna do that. I don't care. I know you plug in the numbers. You mentioned it, Brother Bry, yesterday. It could be two and a half to one that the Cowboys still make the playoffs. I don't care. I'm not going to entertain it. Harry, let's move on to you for a second. Your best bet hit. 
<clears throat> Villanova over Kansas. You made up a line. We didn't even know the line earlier in the week. You made it up. Um, but it was pretty close, two and a half, two. Low-scoring game came down to the wire. Good job by you. I jumped on it for Sharp Tank. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, they weren't. neither team shot well. But uh, And it was also with a minute 50 to go, Villanova was down four, and Kansas was at the line for one. So that, like I text you guys, that 20-second span from like uh, 210 to 150 was bad. Kansas hit a three, and also uh, uh, Villanova missed. But uh, Kansas missed the free throw. Can- uh, Going over to big three and then uh, pulled it out down the stretch. That was nice. There you go. All right, so that's a winner. We'll have more winners later at the end of the uh, episode. We'll do Sharp Tank, Best Bets. Uh, now, Jim Cunningham, this doesn't help. He's texting us pictures. We're trying to get through this fast. Texting us pictures of an eagle self on the shelf, crapping a Hershey kiss on the cowboy star. Come on, Jim Cunningham. I thought it was cute. No one appreciates that. Sorry. Brother Bry, uh, hey, your Raiders are still in it. Um, is there any way they blow this? Uh, wow, it's amazing. So... <laughs> there was actually I looked at the odds for the five there five things that needed to happen for them to still be in it uh going into week 17 it was 20 to 1 odds maybe we should have uh yeah. looked at betting that but uh yeah no I have no faith in them still I mean that uh, I don't know between the Titans or or somebody will win but the Raiders will just lose at the Broncos so so we don't have to worry about it maybe everything will happen except the Raiders will lose this week. Yeah the problem is well you need the Colts to win too for some reason but that, that's no big deal but then you have teams like uh you have the Titans and the Steelers going up against backup quarterbacks the Steelers could go up against a, a six stringer I don't, I don't think it would matter I still think they lose that game but uh let's look at over/unders real quick the Raiders hit they're seven they went over six yes. and a half that was their uh, yes. total Patriots hit 12 over 11 and a half. I don't know. Is that just easy? Why are we missing this? Titans hit eight. That goes over seven and a half. And the Chiefs, they hit 11. It just seems so easy. Oh, Chiefs, Patriots over their win total. You can cash. That's good. You win money. Chiefs are seven to one or eight to one to win the Super Bowl, depending on where you look. I like that. I like their odds there. Ravens plus two and a quarter. 49ers, Saints patching get for six to one. But Chiefs defense, more than Mahomes. Like, Fewer than 10 points per game over the last five, 17, 9, 16, 3, and 3. That's what their defense is allowed. They're not going against any world beaters, but when you got Patrick Mahomes only needs to score 10 points to win a game, that's going to be a tough out. But let's talk about the one game that matters really this weekend. San Francisco at Seattle. Seattle at home getting three. The over-under is 48. I was surprised to see San Francisco as big a favorite there, but then I'm looking Seattle four and three at home. I don't know what happened to the 12th man. I mean, this, this team, San Francisco is actually better on the road too. Seattle's way better on the road. Um, aside from that block kick that was almost returned for a touchdown that they, I think got a field goal out of. That was the only good thing I saw out of Seattle yesterday. Harry, you agree. You like San Fran in this game. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, despite, uh, Dallas's, uh, terrible playing yesterday i think nobody lost more on sunday than the seahawks and that uh, and losing by 14 at home to arizona is the least of their problems i mean they lost uh, running back rashad penny a few weeks ago to a torn acl lost running back chris carson for the year uh his hip he had 1500 yards total for the season and also lost cj Procise to a, a broken arm um, the 12-year vet left tackle, Dwayne Brown, isn't playing this week. I mean, it looks like uh, rookie from Miami, Travis Homer, is going to be the next man up for Seattle running the ball unless unless they sign uh, Beast Mode. I guess he's coming to Seattle now, and uh, he's going to test the waters and see what happens. And he might be in, a, in the lineup this weekend, which is crazy. But as of right yeah. now, it looks like Travis Homer has uh, a lot of problems with, with Seattle. Um, but the Seattle D just is awful. And going into... 
uh, going to be it's going to be their downfall this week and, and in the playoffs. The 26 overall defensive end Rasheem Green leads the Seahawks in sacks with four. Four. Kenyon Drake lit them up for 180 yards, two scores, a lot of problems in Seattle. San Francisco, though, has concerns as well. They're not sure, uh, you know, what's going on with their defense, uh, their dynamite defense. But overall, on offense, Kittle, Samuel, Sanders, I think they're enough to move on and cover this week in Seattle. Plus, Seattle, like you said, Sal, four and three at home um, through 15 games. This season, the point differential is huge between these two as well. San Francisco is first in the NFC in point differential at plus 164. Seattle and their terrible defense is just plus 12. Uh, I like San Fran here to get it done. Wow. You really gave this some thought, Harry. That's, I mean, that's a, that's every stat you can possibly uh, come up with for this game. That was good. I don't care. I thought this would be a quick pod. I was like, you know what? People need to spend time with their families. But honestly, the, listening to us break this down, I think, is that's how Jesus would want it, right? From the Christmas tree? Well, look, Brian and I got to get some airtime in, right? <laughs> All right. I don't know if you mentioned, but the Seahawks, two and six against the spread in their last eight games at home. I'm sure you did mention. You didn't leave anything out. Parley Kid, though, you think this is a good spot for Seattle? Oh, it's not a great spot for Seattle. But uh, I think in this case, it's almost best case for Seattle where they're at the point now where it's like, hey, Russell Wilson, win us this game. Do whatever you need to do to win us this game. And I think that's a good thing for Seattle in a way. Um, more Russell Wilson in these games. Less trying to maybe run the ball. Let Russell throw this ball 40 times against the 49er defense that, let's face it, guys, is not what it was from the first half of the year, at least the first two-thirds of the year. This defense has been very suspect uh, of late. So let's let Russell Wilson be the best Russell Wilson he can be. And let's take the Seattle Seahawks in this game, Sal, to, to cover those. This line's going to, I think this line is going to keep moving a little bit uh, mm. in the 49ers' favor, too, I think, just because of all the injuries for Seattle. But so let's take Seattle uh, getting the points here, Sal, in this game and watch Russell Wilson just have a tremendous game this week. And by the way, if you guys listen to my voice, I only have about two, three years left of this voice, by the way. It's it's going. <laughs> I, I got to talk when I can't. I mean, can you do pod a podcast in like Morse code at all? Yeah, maybe? well, I think we're going to um, find out. That's uh, <laughs> It's going to be a lot of code to read for people from the bar like it. Well, all right. Yeah, I mean. Quit, quit yelling at your players, Darren. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't screaming at referees half the time, maybe you could add another two years. Uh 49ers, Parley Kid, to your uh to your point, four nineteen and one against the spread in the last twenty-four games as a favorite. If you like uh the total here, I, over. It's leaning towards over. Uh seven of the Niners last nine games. Like you said, that defense is sort of given up. I don't know what it is. Um, over in six of Seattle's last eight games at home in December. Uh, I will still say that somehow San Francisco, even with that crazy game against the Saints and last, they're still third. In defensive scoring. Um, I don't know how they did it, but that's going to be a good one. That's the Sunday night game. It's the only one that really, really, really matters. Uh, but let's go. Let's do this. Now, there's a lot of favorites. Instead of diving into six other games, there's a lot of favorites with something to play for on Sunday. Which one can you see losing outright? Now, Dallas is a favorite. Philly's a favorite. Tennessee, New England, Probably not going to blow it against Miami. Miami, by the way, one of a handful of teams to be an underdog in all 16 regular season games this year. Yeah. Green Bay, Kansas City, New Orleans. Oakland and Pittsburgh need to win, but not favored, so we won't include them. 
Brother Brian, which is the favorite with something to play for that you could see losing outright on the field? Uh, I'm going to say the Titans here. Uh, the one thing I wish in the Titans game, I do wish the Chiefs game was like a four o'clock game because that that would uh, that would make it a little bit tougher here because that would force Houston to start Watson probably in this game, right? Because Houston would still have a shot to be right. the third, uh, which you'd much rather be the. Th- I think you'd much rather be the third than the fourth. I don't think you want to play Buffalo at this point. But uh, while the Titans, I think they are the sixth best team in the AFC right now. Uh, I, this is just the AFC South, so I could totally see anything happening here. I could just see Houston wanting to mess up Tennessee and just not wanting them to be in the playoffs. I, I think it's going to be a close game regardless who starts a quarterback, so I'd be a li- little hesitant. I mean, look, in all honesty, do I like any of these really? Probably not uh, to lose, but if I was going to take one, I would just I would just say that the, and the AFC South has just been a weird division all year, so yeah. I'd probably jump on that. Yeah, the interesting thing about this Houston game is, you're right, Brother Brian, what does O'Brien want to do here? Because they could grab the three seed if the Chiefs were to lose to the pitiful, pitiful Chargers. And I I can't say pitiful enough there. Which, by the way, that line scares me a little. Why are the Chiefs only a seven-point favorite? I know they want to catch the two seed. Maybe they see that New England, you know, it's not going to happen, and then they sit. But they could be caught. But what Houston would be doing is they could still, with the Steelers' loss, and it gets complicated, they could still be setting up with a win another 3-6 matchup, right? If they've right. got the three, they could play the Titans again in the 3-6 after beating them. It gets very interesting. All right, Harry, go ahead. Who's the uh, favorite you could see losing outright? You know, maybe uh, this throws you guys a bone. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they're yeah. a four-and-a-half-point favorite at the Giants. Look, a, a, <clears throat> a little more than a month ago, Philly lost to New England at home. Then they lost to Seattle and Miami. Uh, they have Won three straight games since then, but barely. The Eagles are getting basically no production from wide receivers. In the last nine games, the Eagles have had just one game where they've had a wide receiver go over 75 yards, and that was Elshon Jeffrey against Miami, and he's now done for the season. The Eagles have had one game all year uh, uh, where they've had 100-yard rusher. Greg Ward and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside are the two wide receivers now. Not exactly household or fantasy names, uh, out yeah. there, Dallas even stopped tight end Zach Ertz on Sunday, but too bad they couldn't stop the other Philly tight end, appropriately named Dallas Goddard, who lit them up. For, so basically, stop Philly's tight ends, and you have the upper hand in beating the Eagles. New York three weeks ago took Philly to overtime, as we know, and they've scored 77 points in the last two weeks. Saquon was finally Saquon against Washington on Sunday, uh, and Daniel Jones was way better versus Washington than Wentz was two weeks ago. Giants playing with a lot of pride here. Daniel Jones looks good. Barkley looks good. We'll see here. I think they can beat Philly. You know, I think they can too, but I really don't even want to. I, I, I hate going down this road. I really do. I don't know. They, Barley kid, I, I, I said on Simmons last night, I said that I could see it happen. This is what Eli does to us, right? Daniel Jones will get hurt. Eli will be in the game. <laughs> They'll be beating the Eagles. And he'll have one last drive. He'll throw a pick six, and that'll be that'll be, that'll they'll stuff it right back in our face. I don't even want to think about these possibilities. Parlay kid, you think our our team? Why not? Why couldn't it be our team that blows eleven point favorite? They could lose. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Why not here? Uh, you know, and I so I do for the record. Um, if I didn't have money on the Cowboys to win the division at this point, which you know I do, I have to have them mm-hmm. and the, the Ravens on a parlay for some pretty decent money. I would almost just say at this point, I, I don't even care if they get in or not. But I do. It is about the money right now, so uh, let's get them in here. 
But aside from that, so yeah, why not the Cowboys losing this week? Uh, I'm guessing Case Keenum is going to be at the helm for uh, the Redskins. Yeah. And I could see Case Keenum, who still wants to play football somewhere probably, running around, making plays, and a Cowboy team that is uh, going to be uh, just maybe at some point of that day deflated. And um, well, we could see this game being a little closer than we thought. The Redskins yeah. have been game the last few weeks. They've played tough. Uh, I don't think the Redskins, you know, Callahan is coaching that team as the next Cowboy coach. I think he would love to officially knock the Cowboys out of the playoffs himself. Uh, I know the Redskins right now are probably really playing for draft picks, but the team has showed some fight. They showed some offensive, uh, some young offensive potential. Um, so, look, if there's any team that can screw this up, it could certainly be the Cowboys, right? Well, yeah, and certainly uh, the Redskins have been feisty. Right? I guess as feisty as a team that's 0-9 straight up yeah. and 1-8 and against yes. the spread in their last nine versus divisional opponents can be. But um, the 11 points for sure seems a lot. They, they could blow the game on the field, but 11 seems like a lot, especially since the boys could be scoreboard watching and take Dak out. It was obviously there's something wrong with the shoulder in the third quarter or something. So uh, 11 is a lot of points. Sure. Why, why wouldn't our Cowboys? Do, just don't do it to us. Just put us out of our misery right away at 4 p.m. Four fifth, what is it, 425? All right, by 5 yeah. p.m. Eastern, I don't want to have to worry about this at all. Uh, but how about Saturday, guys? Oklahoma, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. What a fun weekend this is going to be. LSU, a 14-point favorite, 75 and a half. 75 and a half is the over-under in this game. Um, I know LSU kills everybody. Oklahoma almost lost to uh, what was it, Baylor's third string the other day. I, I just I think this number is too high. I think both numbers are too high. Brother Bry. Talk me off the ledge. My God, 75 and a half. Couldn't this be a couldn't this be a 34-28 final? Uh yeah, it certainly could be. I mean, 75 and a half is really, really high. I mean, for whatever reason, Oklahoma, I think everybody just assumes Oklahoma is going to score 40 points a game, give up 40 points a game, but they really inflated this number for Oklahoma. But if you looked at Oklahoma the last four games, their games have been low scoring, right? They've all pretty much been on the under. I think it's 53, 50, 52, 65 the last four games. So I think with Oklahoma, their offense is definitely a little bit overrated this year, whereas mm -hmm. their defense is probably a little bit underrated. I think Oklahoma's going to – I think they, they know they can't get into a, a real shootout here with LSU or else they, there's no way they're going to win this game. The LSU's defense has been playing really well too. So I just don't trust Oklahoma enough to push this to the over. If I was going to, in all honesty, if I was going to go on the over side, I'd probably go like LSU over 44 and a half, but I still like, I still like the under 75 and a half here. So, oh yeah. And you're right. I, Oklahoma terrible in the red zone. So keep them out of the red. I know it's easier said than done with Joe Burrow. And I also thought Jalen Hurts watching him getting the trophy, all these old white men handing him the trophy. It's got to, got to eat him up inside. So I think you're right. The offense is overrated just a little bit. Defense underrated. Parley Kid, though, you don't mind laying the two touchdowns. No, I don't here, Sal. Um, you know, we are talking about really top two offenses this year. Uh, you got to like the quarterback storyline, two quarterbacks that left, uh, uh, you know, former schools for greener pastures, and it's really certainly worked out for both quarterbacks here. Um, is are the Tigers a, a team of destiny? It kind of seems like that. I feel like that this year they're a team of destiny. Um, so I kind of like that them in this role. They don't seem like the moment is going to be too big for them at all. Uh, Joe Burrow seems to really, I think he's going to uh, 
really enjoy uh, the, his time here uh, in this in these couple games here. Uh, I think the LSU defense has been a little bit more solid, especially as of late, than maybe they're getting credit for. Uh, Oklahoma is five and eight against the spread this entire season. Um, LSU is tenth in passing uh, defensive passing efficiency. Oklahoma's fifty first. Um, so I think that bodes well. And let's face it, uh, you know, LSU is Stingley and Delpit in their secondary. They got some legit NFL players in their secondary. I think it's going to be tougher than people think for Oklahoma to put up points against this team. And we know LSU is going to put up their points. I think a couple, a late score ices this. This is a, a 42-21 victory for LSU as they pull away late and cover this uh, two-touchdown spread. I think I'm going to take the under, too, and just, just uh, you know, enjoy the first two and a half hours of this game. If, it, if I get beat up in overtime or whatever, so be it. But, um, yeah, yeah, LSU, if you look at their national numbers, run, you, you just it's, it's staggering. Defensively, everything else, they give up like 3.6 yards a carry. But they did have that. What was the game, Brian? It was against Kentucky. They gave up over almost 400 on the – I wonder if they – you know, that wasn't that long ago. I wonder if that could seep in there, take the 14 – Go under here. The other game, Ohio State-Clemson. Clemson, two and a half. 64 is the over-under. Now, Ohio State blew it. I think they had the number one. They were going to be slotted number one. They went down to Wisconsin, and then everybody went crazy. And was like, all right, LSU is the number one team. Clemson, Ohio State drops. And now Clemson's actually a favorite in this game. Defending national champs. Um, Harry, you like Clemson. I do. I do like Clemson laying the points here. Uh, Dabo uh, thinks that the defending champs are being disrespected, too. All the talk that he feels has been on Ohio State in the past month that his whole team has been disrespected because of the conference they play in. But look, uh, Ohio State looked mortal at home against Penn State late in the third into the fourth. And in the first half versus uh, Wisconsin and Indianapolis in the Big uh, Big Ten championship game, um, since... Their 21-20 scare, September 28th versus North Carolina, they've just crushed everybody in their path. They've won uh, by 42 points a game during that stretch. Lawrence, despite having a little bit of a shaky start to the season, still finished with 41 total touchdowns. T. Higgins is getting 21 yards a catch. Um, Travis Etienne, even like taking time off from the season, still at 1,800 yards. Uh, I love their defense, too, but that's what I think ultimately is going to win them the national championship is because uh, – they will play LSU in the championship, but they have a better defense, I think, overall than LSU, too, led by linebacker Isaiah Simmons. He's got uh, 125 tackles, seven sacks. I think Clemson wins uh, here, uh, and this is a rematch from three years ago when they played here in uh, in Glendale where they beat them, Ohio State, 31 to nothing in the, one of the championship games. I think they do it again here. I think uh, they shut down Ohio State's defense, uh, offense, and not – so even Ohio State's defense is very good. I still think Clemson gets it done and wins by 10 points. Uh, I'm going the other way. I'm going Ohio State. I think another undervalued quarterback, Justin Fields. How can you say he's undervalued? 40 touchdowns, one interception. I don't think you'll ever see a spread like that again. And also, margin of victory-wise, uh, Clemson's second in the nation, 35. That's impressive. Ohio State, number one, 36. And Clemson doesn't have Wisconsin. Michigan, Penn State on their schedule. You know, they played an easy slate. I like Ohio State here. Being disrespected, getting points. Uh, Brother Brian, you like Clemson also, but you also like the total here. 
Yeah, I, I think we, we touched on this like two weeks ago. I, I I do love Clemson in this game. Actually, the two and a half makes me like Clemson a little bit more. If this was closer to even, I'd probably feel worse about it. Um, but, I mean, it is a little bit of a fishy line. Uh, but I'm going to go over 64. Look, the, the two offenses were fantastic all year. They really couldn't be stopped. Once these teams get in a roll or a rhythm, they both teams, between Clemson and Ohio State, you really just can't stop them. And... If they start scoring early, it's just going to keep. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I think. I don't know. I would say if 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 you like Ohio State in this game, I would probably definitely lean over. Even though I think you like the under here, I just mm-hmm. think to me, I think Clemson, regardless with their experience, I think they're just going to put up points. I don't see them being held underneath. I still think they're going to get like thirty-five points. So I think Ohio State, in order to win this game, is going to have to score a ton of points. Um, so to me, 64 and a half, I, I, I think this is going to be like, you know, like a 38, 31 type of game, but uh, I will say most of the trends say probably play the under here. Maybe there's a chance that one of these two teams just doesn't show up, but, um, I'm definitely, I'm rooting for the over and I think it's going to go over. All right. Yeah. Boy, the Jenner trifecta working against both my picks. They like the other side. I don't know what to do here. (laughs) You know what? I don't want to do this read. I'm going to let one of you guys do it. Christmas is almost here, and that means Christmas Day basketball is almost here. And if you're as excited about it as we are, then you'll want to celebrate the season with us on FanDuel Sportsbook. That's because this Christmas, FanDuel is getting into the giving spirit with a $50 free bet for all new users. You heard that right. You can start betting on the house with no deposit required. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook with our promo code ODDS to get your free $50 bet. Out of the Christmas Day NBA games, Brother Bry, who do you like? I like the Celtics minus one and a half in their matchup with the Raptors. Celtics are currently 17-8-2 against the spread, which is tops in the NBA. Raptors are coming into this game without Gasol and likely without Siakam, whereas the Celtics are starting to finally get healthy. Lay the minus one and a half with Boston. Great. This free $50 bet is only available for a limited time, so don't wait to get your piece of the action. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app on iOS or visit fanduel.com slash Android. And be sure to sign up with promo code ODDS to get your free $50 bet. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code ODDS, O-D-D-S. Must be 21 years or older, present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. Free bet issued as non-withdrawable site credit and expires seven days after receipt. $10 minimum deposit required to withdraw any winnings. Terms apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Well done. Good job. All right. Hey, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, I was talking to the captain. You know, the captain celebrates everything. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you name it, everything. Uh, Festivus. And he's like, what is? He's talking to me. He's like, as far as you're concerned, Sal, what's the worst holiday tradition? I said, well, why ask me? Let's involve heel producer Jim Cunningham. Let's involve the trifecta. Let's put odds on it. Elf on the shelf, five to two odds. Ugly sweaters, four to one. Secret Santa, six to one. The field, two to one. Worst holiday tradition. Harry, go. 
you know what? I'm going to go six to one. I'm going to take the Secret Santa. It's always crap. It's it's always like a ten, fifteen dollar, twenty dollar limit on the gift. You go to Walgreens or wherever and get something crappy, and the people act like, and then everyone acts like they like it, and it's crap, and they get it. It's thrown in the back of the car, and nobody gets it, and uh, nobody uses whatever the gift is down the stretch. So I'm going to go Secret Santa. It's always crap. Really? It's all, I mean, it's, it's a lot of times it's like movie passes or gifts, the stuff you use. What what do you usually get or give? Not when crap. I'm in them. No, no, I get crap. <laughs> crap. Really? Okay. I get the cheap. I get the cheap cookies from Walgreens. That's what I get. So. <laughs> Those are gone in eight minutes. All right, uh, Parley Kid. Worst holiday tradition. Isn't that the same stuff Harry buys his girlfriend for a birthday? Yes, All that exactly. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's like Harry on his way back from London. She wishes it was that good. <laughs> Southwest uh, well, drink voucher. Here you go, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. Oh, boy. Well, Sal, look, I'm going to take the field, uh, and I'll just say very simply, eggnog. That is the worst uh, tradition. <laughs> Does anybody drink it? I don't know anybody who drinks eggnog. No. Uh, I can remember about 40 years ago as a kid having a lot of it in my house. It's uh, delicious. But- can't recall anybody drinking. Of course, of course, Harry likes it. Yeah, yeah of, course. of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Uh, but eggnog is the worst uh, Christmas holiday yeah. tradition. All right. Well, now we know. If anyone gets Harry in Secret Santa, get him uh, three pints of eggnog and you'll be fine. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, although, Parley Kid, I did hear eggnog soothes the voice. It adds like uh, seven years to the voice. Yeah. So take that. Uh, Brother Bry, worst holiday tradition. Uh, I was going to take the fill and say Christmas, but um, I'll just, uh, I'll go with Elf <laughs> on the Shelf. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'll go Elf on the Shelf. Um, since I got this thing, it's been the worst. First two to three years, the girls would cry in the middle of the night because they were scared this thing was walking around the room. Now I'm still getting up in the middle of the night because I forget to move this fucking thing. Um, I'd say, you know, now they have, now it's not only the Elf, you have the Reindeer, now and my daughter somehow included this ugly little Easter bunny that's part of it. It's it wasn't nice. part of it. Now I have to move this thing too. When it falls, the kids can't pick it up and clean the floor, so I have to move it. It's I have to constantly make up lies for this thing as to why it's not moving, which I don't know. It's either or I find I have no more spaces to put it, so I put it back in an old spot. Uh it's just constant lies. So I'll, I'll say Elf on the shelf. I'm with you, Brother Brian. I can't stand it. I have a separate alarm I have to set after the kids go to bed, which is an ungodly hour now that uh, the, everybody's off from school. I have to move it. And uh, theoretically, it's supposed to you know, it's supposed to be watching the kids. They behave. It reports back to Santa. It doesn't matter. These kids are arguing and fighting more than ever. They're going to get every gift they want. <laughs> I, I don't like anything about this. Again, Yeah, you're right. There's not enough spaces in the house. This Dirt bag elf on the shelf. Uh, I, I get it careless. The other day I moved it. I thought the kids were sleeping. I moved it from one light fixture to another. And my 12-year-old comes down. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. What happened? How did he get there? He was. I was like, you're freaking 12. I don't care. He, he, I moved him, okay? I'm the, my wife was going crazy. I was like, I moved this elf on the shelf. You want to want to believe in Santa at 12? That's fine. I moved this elf. This thing did not fly across the room. Let's not make up uh, uh, lies here. Elf on the shelf, Jim Cunningham. I'm I'm wound up now. Go ahead. What's yours? I'm going with the field too. Um, mine is Christmas in December. I think it should be moved back to like January or February when we'd have snow. 
Um, I know it's Jesus's <laughs> birthday or whatever, but you can move that. Like some people might think it's blasphemous. It's too close to Thanksgiving. It's right by New Year's. It's near my birthday. We could maybe do um, put it on. We could flex it the weekend before the Super Bowl. <laughs> we do that. And yeah, we go. I think that'll work. And we could abolish Valentine's Day while we're at it. Well, I was thinking that. Yeah, then it butts up against Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's mean, yeah Day. It, it gets too crazy. You don't care yeah. though. You're, you're right. No, I'm, I'm anti Valentine's Day. All right, flex Christmas. I don't know. That's not bad. Uh, they should put that in front of the league. We'll see. All right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captains, orders, sharp tank. These guys went one and three. Jim, did you win your $2 million bet? Of course. You did win. See, this is how uh, ineffective it's been. I don't even ask you anymore if you won. You, you had, I know you had, <laughs> who did you have? The Giants? Yeah. You had the Giants. I know you have the Dolphins, the Giants, the Jets, their <laughs> opponents, or any combination. I know that's what you go with. But All right, I lost track. I'm sorry. Jim Cunningham won his $2 million bet. The Parlay Kid lost. Uh, Brother Bry lost. And uh, Harry, you won. So why don't you start us off? I saw the stats, Harry. I think I'm I think I'm think undefeated this year when I go with you or something. Who's the guy who does it? we got we got to send that guy a T-shirt if we ever make it. Yeah, Chris. Chris yeah, H. Holy crap. I was looking at that spreadsheet today. He really, he really dives deep into our nonsense here. But I think I'm undefeated jumping on your best bet. What is it this week? This week I'm going to go with a two-team bowl seven-point teaser. First, I'm going to take uh, in the Cheez-It Bowl that's here in Phoenix on Friday uh, between Air Force and Washington State. The over-under is 68, so I'm going to tease it down to go over 61 in this game. Air Force is seventh in the nation in rushing, uh, getting almost 300 yards a game. The Falcons' two leading receivers have 14 uh, touchdowns combined and are averaging 25 and 32 yards a catch. They have three running backs that have over 730 yards each, and the quarterback, Donald Hammond, is fourth on the team in rushing, and he's got 11 total uh, rushing touchdowns. Um, so I'm going to take over 61 in that game. Uh, like I said, also, head coach Mike Leach of Washington State uh, is eighth at is either eighth overall in total yards. They're first in passing at 444 yards a game. Quarterback Anthony Gordon, 72% of his passes. Uh, he's completing, he's got 657 attempts. He's got 5,200 yards, 45 touchdowns, over 61 in the Cheez-It Bowl between Air Force and Washington State. And I'm going to have that with Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl. Tease it from three and a half up to ten and a half. Iowa State plus ten and a half. Uh, look, they're playing the Irish. Irish in their big games. They lost to Georgia. They beat USC only by three, and they got rolled by Michigan. Uh, quarterback, you guys know I've been all over Brock Purdy of Iowa State this year. He's got over thirty-seven hundred yards. He's got thirty-five total touchdowns. Iowa State sixteenth in the nation in passing. Uh, they lost four games to Iowa, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma by eleven total points. They uh, out scored and outplayed Oklahoma in the second half of the se- half of the game when they played in Norman 27 to 7 and Purdy in that game uh outplayed and outshined Hurts six total touchdowns in that game they lost by the game by one but Iowa State's played a much tougher schedule and plus 10 and a half here I like Iowa State plus the 10 and a half against the Irish and Air Force Washington State to go over 61 it's a two team seven pointies all right brother Brian I think you're going against Harry here a little bit kind of right well, yeah. I mean, I don't really like the fact that Harry just all of a sudden decided to go against my pick. Um, but I'm going to go um, Notre Dame minus three and a half in this game. Look, it's a, it's a pretty shitty ball for Notre Dame, but I think Kelly will want to make a statement and not lose this game to Iowa State that's been underachieving 
all year. A Notre Dame played at, at least since that Michigan game. I know they didn't have, they didn't have a good game against Virginia Tech either. But the last four games, they're four and against four and zero against the spread. They've looked they're offensively they've looked great. Ian Buck's been really good the last couple of games, but I think their offense probably would just prove a little bit too much for Iowa State. I like them winning this game by. You know, it it still might fall in the range that Harry has because I like them winning this state this game by like seven or eight points. So uh, maybe somehow we could both win this one. But uh, I I just knew it. I knew Harry was going to go Purdy in this one. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Book was really great against Duke. <laughs> oh come on, Harry! Harry, that's where you're going to get your next quarterback. Don't speak don't speak down on Duke. Uh, yeah, I, you know we have this. Um, well, I I don't know. I I like this over longest touchdown in the game um, in all these bowl games. My thinking behind it is these teams haven't played in three weeks. It only takes one stupid defensive lapse and for a long touchdown. And a lot of times, I think twice last year, I won after the kickoff. So it's nice to not have to worry about the game. But it's a very streaky bet. I think it won the first four bowl games. I think it's lost the last four. Brother Bry and I are on it with App State over. What's that number, Bry, for longest touchdown? Oh, we have, cent- uh, we have Central Florida against oh, Central Florida. It's, fi- uh, it's 55 and a half. But yeah, I 55. think it's one of those things like if early in the day, it seems like, right, Sal, if you have it and it hits yeah. in the first game, maybe just ride it the rest of the day. That that always yeah. seems to be the way it, it, it happens. It's a bet. streaky bet. It shouldn't be. It doesn't make any sense that it should yeah, hit it three no in sense. a row or four in a row, but it does. All right, Parley Kid, you're going pros. Who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to go pro here. So I'm going to take a uh, slightly over two to one. Uh, three-team parlay here, looking for teams that kind of have to win. Uh, so we'll first start with the Titans. Um, Brother Bry made some good points about why he could see them losing this game. But, look, they rested Derrick Henry for a reason last week. And even if they were trying, the Texans, boy, they just they seem to underwhelm every week. I'm not sure yeah. how they got to where they are. Um, I don't think Watson uh, has had a great season this year. I think he's been, I hate to say it, a little bit above average, uh, and I just don't think this is going to be a team that's playing in uh, full force. So let's take the Titans in that game. Uh, let's also roll with the Chiefs, Sal. Like you said before, the Chargers are pitiful. Uh, they're another team that's got some talent, but Phil Rivers is done. Um, his hand was all banged up yesterday. He seems to almost refuse to take himself out of a game. I think he's calling a lot of the shots there. Uh, so let's ride with the Chiefs. Uh, just because the Chiefs, I think, are peaking really at the right time. They are uh, a dangerous football team right now. And lastly, on this three-team teaser, let's take another team that needs to win. And maybe this will be a reverse jinx in a way, but let's take the Eagles uh, to beat the Giants. Um, Giants will be game. They'll put up a fight. But in the end, I guess this uh, this battle-tested team of the Eagles with a, a pretty darn good head coach uh, pull out the victory there. So slightly over 2-1 to one on those three teams. Uh, so I'll be taking that. Ah, you know what, Polly kid? I'm jumping on. Let's root for the Eagles. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares at this point? Getting better yeah. than two to one odds. Eagles, Titans, yeah. Chiefs. I think all those teams win. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Why not? By the way, that nice. uh, Jim Cunningham came up with the number at CP Haynes seventy eight. That's a guy who does That's the it. spreadsheet yep. for our um, <clears throat> our uh, best bets and these guys. And I think he goes uh, early in the season, does the preseason picks and everything at CP Haynes. 78. So follow him. It's the least you could do. All right, Jim Cunningham, what's the $2 million? Wow, you won last week. We may have to up this. May have to go $2.5 million or something. Who's what your best bet this now? week? I'm like negative $12 million, Something. Oh, like yeah, that. that's true. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm about $12 million in the hole. But uh, we'll get some of that back with the Jets. 
plus one and a half over the <laughs> Buffalo Bills and the over 37. <laughs> right, I don't know. Nice. Any reasoning, or you just like the uh, Jets yeah, and the just, I just like hate watch the Jets. Love to hate watch them, so it's fine. It goes there you go. Ways. All right, I actually think that game should be flexed to February along with Christmas, Jim. <laughs> but all right, there you go. That that's your best bet. All right, hey, these guys, Parley Kid. Where can people find you? I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. Um, had a good, uh, great basketball win the other day for the Jungland basketball team down. 21 at one point, maybe even 23. They came back to win the game uh, late in the game. Uh, so great win there, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. There you go, of course. And, but, and sorry, Parley Kid, what a valiant effort. He, uh, he came in second in our fantasy league. He <laughs> lost in the finals. So <laughs> close, so close. But then, like, Kelsey had, like, seven points or something, did you in? But, yeah, it was a good run, right? It was tough. Yeah, listen, we need uh, – I, I, uh, it's not over yet, although I, I – I, uh, I, I said I was waving the white flag, you know. Yeah, you no, know it's over. You conceded. It's uh, you had a good yeah, run. Yeah, I, I conceded. I, I had a nice run, and uh, let's hope Diggs scores like three touchdowns tonight. Let's go, Diggs and Vikings. Let's go. You're all right. Second place is nothing to sneeze at. All right, brother Bry. I mean, now you mentioned Bry. You're better at your outro picks. As we're saying goodbye, you're uh, at the brother Bry on Twitter, but you give out winning boxing and winning MMA picks every week. I, I don't know. Is there a, a card this week? A good one? No, that's the thing that sucks. This week, we really have nothing. Yeah, um, yeah and my outro picks have been so much better. Um, last week, I had I put out, I said Charlo by decision or late stoppage. I decided to bet Charlo uh, to win individually in the 10th, 11th, 12th round, and I actually hit a 28 to 1 uh, in the 11th round, which I'll nice. never do again. So I've had a nice streak of... Um, nice streak of some of these outro bets, although there's really nothing this week. Actually, MMA doesn't... We don't really have a big fight until um, January 18th. I think the McGregor one. I, That's I guess the big one. I right. guess I guess UFC is taking a Christmas break. So, uh, just want to wish everybody a happy holidays and uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I guess uh, you know while everyone's opening gifts, you don't want to see a split lip or we've seen some real brutality in the last couple of uh, MMA cards. What we said, um, what what was the split lip? What was it? Um, Overstay who, who I'm trying oh, to think. Overeem had the Overeem, yeah, and Overeem then they had, had but there was another one that was crazy. Oh, uh, the Covington broke his broke his jaw, right? Oh, oh yeah, Not his crazy. face. Well, his face was yeah, his whole face was what, unbelievable. Uh, all right, Harry um, at AAO Harry. I'm guessing you're done in the Gold Nugget contest because I didn't hear you bragging at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm done in the Gold Nugget. Thank you for Oddshark putting us up for that and everything. But I did go one and six this past week. These crappy wow. bowl games killed me, so I'm done. Uh, I don't know what you went, but you might have uh, you might have uh, t- jumped ahead of me. I don't know how many wins did you have. I can't I remember. Can't remember if I had three, three or four. Or four or maybe maybe two two one. One. I think you jumped me. If you had two, I think we t- were tied heading into the last week. But uh, out of the money, can't be can't be done. Terrible. But anyways. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, find me at A.O. Harry, find, read me, uh, read my articles at Odd Shark, and also, I'm debating, I'm thinking uh, after Christmas, the day after, on Thursday, I think that's when I'm going to start stalking Clemson and Ohio State to try to get some info. Oh, I meant to, I meant to ask you, Harry, about that. Yeah, who who are you stalking this weekend? Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. A big thing. I'm thinking of going heavy on Clemson, and mm. then uh, maybe a little <laughs> bit on Ohio State. That's good. All right. You know what? Your goal should be to sit down to, to share an eggnog with Dabo Sweeney and get some inside information. Something we don't have. Free time on Thursday, finally. So. 
you already stalked Dabo, didn't you, once before? Yeah, yeah, I did. Great guy. <laughs> Super nice. And, and Harry, how, how did you not have media credentials for that game? You should be able to get, snag some right now. Yeah, yeah the guy Bill. I didn't get any. I didn't get any feedback from Bill Simmons. So. What about Bill? What are you talking about? You have your own media company. Yeah. You should get it from you exactly. and Ken started something. That's where you should yeah. go. Yeah. Well, when he's away, I, I don't have a lot of a say. <laughs> don't you start your radio show this week? Next week. Oh, next week. Okay. I'm actually on. T- I will be on today, though. I'm, I'm, I'm filling in for the main uh, uh, main host today, actually. So. All right. There you go. Fifteen eighty, the fanatic. All right, Jim Cunningham, uh, the eyes are ones, but someone mentioned online that you may think your bets have been so bad, you may want to change the ones back <laughs> to the eyes or vice versa, whatever the hell uh, we're talking about. I think about. that's taken by some guy, like a scientist or some priest or something, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, maybe we can buy it from him. But yeah, Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones. All right, there you go. That'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds. Cousin Sal, lock it in on FS1, 430 to 530 Eastern. Yes, we're every freaking day this week, except for Christmas Day. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight, every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Heel Producer, Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal, saying so long, happy handicapping, Merry Christmas, and a happy holiday. Nah, nah, nah.